0: On Sega Talk 100, we are talking all things Outrun 2. Is this the true sequel to Outrun? Why does a game have so many versions? And why can't I buy the game anymore? All this and more on this golden episode of Sega Talk.
1: SegaBits presents SegaTalk, a podcast talking all things Sega. With your hosts, George and Barry. Look, it's a giant talking egg. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the master here. So what? Say what? again, again, again,
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to SegaTalk 100. I'm your host, George. And with me, like always, is Barry.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: <laughs> I think, checking everything, this episode will be recorded correctly and it won't be a repeat. No behind the scenes talk. No one's at fault. Especially not me. Even though no. no, was, no. no. It, it this is our fault.
1: first time doing this. This is going Oh, going well.
0: <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, I already did the hello, right? So. This episode is our 100th episode. Um, our first Sega Talk episode of all time was OutRun. So we started the podcast That's with right. OutRun. And in the back of my mind, I always thought, when we ever, if we ever hit 100, it'll have to be OutRun 2. Since I think it's one of the greatest Sega sequels of all time. Spe- Maybe not all times, but sp- I would say the two Pretty close. It's up there. The, at it's least up the there. 2000s. You know, We're talking 3D polygon games, but... Top 10 for sure. There's so many good ones, though. So it's like Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, uh, Shinobi. I don't know how that one works. We talked about that numbering issue in another podcast. Right. Um, but before we get into the episode, if you want to keep this show going for another 100 episodes, you could always support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sega bits. We have a lot of tiers. It starts at $1, so you could go as low as $1. And if you go up to 20 you get to tell us what to talk about for one episode. That's so right. I guess that could be fun. Yeah. And uh, before we get into the uh, OutRun 2 talk, you wanted to talk about OutRun 1, the first one?
1: Yeah, I just, you know, when we first kicked this show off five years ago, which is insane. It, it I was talking about it on Swing and Report show a couple weeks ago, and I was like, Clearly, this is like a three year old show. I was like, wow, three years, we made it to 100 episodes. No, five. It's been going on forever. But you know what it is? You were saying, you know, I'm surprised we made it to 100. It's thanks to the Patreon supporters because they keep us on schedule. They have these picks and we got to get to them. We can't, you Mm. know, drag our feet. I've, I've been a patron of other Patreons and they just stop making content. And I'm like, well, screw this. And I dropped my support. We, have almost consistently put out a show every other week. I think this was a really our first break and I think a well-deserved one because let's us rest up and present outrun, but outrun one and those first, you know, dozen or show dozen or so episodes were, uh, audio only. And so we couldn't really show things. And also there has been stuff released since outrun, uh, episode one of Sega Talk. So I just wanted to very quickly run through some cool stuff that I have here that I can visually show off. So if you love Outrun, you know there's a lot of ways to play it. So I just I I put a stack of like interesting and unique ways to play Outrun. Um, my preferred way, and I have it right here, is the. Uh, and let me see if I can click, click, click. You know what I'm going to show here? It's Sega the Ages. Sega Ages. There we go. We're in. Outrun. I think, at the moment, this is the quintessential way to play the arcade version of the game. And I'm so thankful that the the boys at M2 have been pumping these out because they also gave us 3D Outrun, which before this was my other preferred way, but now you can play it on the TV. Um, Between the two, which one do you prefer, 3D Outrun or Sega Ages Outrun?
0: I mean Sega Ages would be the easier one. I think it's just nicer to play on the Switch. it's funny because mm-hmm. like I was fine with the Switch and then I bought the I mean I mean the 3DS and the quality of the mm-hmm. 3DS and then I bought the Switch and then going back it's like going back it feels like 15 years, you know, cuz it's so it's, like small yeah. low quality pixels on
1: the 3DS. The 3DS is like playing a toy. Which right. I mean I know all video games are toys, but you play it and it's almost like a um a novelty. And speaking of novelties, another way that you can play outrun, the Game Gear version, is and I have it here in my hand. Let's see if you can see it. It's oh the my God. it's very hard to see. It's so tiny. It's the Game Gear Micro. And I have it set here to play Outrun. It's very hard to see. It's gonna be impossible. It won't I show. Think. But it's it's so tiny. Here, you can kind of see it, it's, but it's just like ridiculously small, um, clear novelty, but it's a very fun, official way to play the Game Gear release, which was a port of the Master System version. Another way to play it, of course, is for the Master System. This is my copy. I brought this one out because it's actually a pretty rare copy. This is the Blue Label version of OutRun. So this is when they reissued it, and it was Sega managing the uh, master system, not Tonka, and so they gave them blue labels. And this one, I think, if it had the the manual, it might sell for like 150 bucks. Mm. It's it's probably still close to that, but it's uh, quite a rare one. The rarest one is Rambo, which I actually posted up on our Twitter. There's a whole story about that. You can check that out. Um, I have two more here. The other one is kind of a stinker. It's the Sega Ew. Classics Collection. Which Gross. is a collection of the early Sega Ages titles before M2 got involved, and these were actual 3D remakes. Now, this is a—I think you should every like hardcore Sega fan should own this because it is the best way to own a lot of those early Sega Ages titles, and it gives you an idea of what they were all about. Some are great, some are pretty crummy. Yeah, um, Outrun. What do you think? What do you think about the Outrun on this version?
0: stick with the sega ages version for sure <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: um now you can correct me is outrun in any yakuza titles
0: yeah it's in uh zero maybe it's in a lot of them it's one of those uh is it on zero i know i know space areas in it and i'm trying to remember mm-hmm. fantasy zone for sure i'm pretty yeah. yes yes i'm pretty sure i, I remember the deluxe being a meme for a bit when you get on it so
1: Getting that's on- a great way to play the arcade version another one is of course shenmue 2 yep. um and what I love about these is that, again, it's an arcade faithful port. It's in a Yu Suzuki game. But what I really love is the ability to walk around the machine and look at it and like get into it. And I think that's what's missing from even the latest releases, like the Sega Ages title. Like, I really think it would have been cool if they added 3D walkarounds of the cabinets. But that's, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to throw out some of those fun and unique ways to play Outrun before we get into of course, OutRun 2, which I have here.
0: That's the original number one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the original yeah. number one of two.
0: Yes, of course, because <laughs> there's so many expansions. Which, So let's talk about that. OutRun 2 yeah. debuted in arcades all the way back in 2003 with its first home console port on Xbox the following year, which Barry showed you. The game would later get later get expansions like OutRun 2, xp slash dx slash (laughs) sdx and console only expansions like outrun 2006 coast to coast which i think it's the most famous version for a lot of people probably listening this podcast it's probably be coast to coast um so barry what's your history with outrun 2 and its various re-releases slash expansions
1: I I can't recall if I ever played it in arcades at the time. I've since played it. But honestly, I think the first time I played it was on the original Xbox. This copy I picked up used. Um, Mm. But of course, there's Outrun Online Arcade, which we will talk about. And that was really my go-to version of the game. Um, But still, you know, I I think the Xbox One for me has always been what I considered to be Outrun 2. Now, you mentioned Coast to Coast. I never actually picked that because I didn't know what it was. And now it's, I think the PlayStation 2 version is reasonable, but the Xbox one is like 150 bucks. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. You could always get guess the, uh, you could always find a pirated PC version because I mean, you can't technically buy it. So before the, right. which we'll talk about later, the delisting, um, it was on Steam. You could have just bought it for 10 bucks or whatever. Mm. But yeah, it is what it is, you know. Um, So, my history with the game, obviously, I love the console releases. I played those the most. Um, I never had an arcade that had one of these close by. I remember playing SP one time, and uh, it was before I got really into the console game, so I wasn't really good at it. Now I'm like, I really wish, you know, when I got really addicted to the console game that I would have found the arcade so I could try my uh, sweet drifting in the arcade
1: version. (laughs) For sure.
0: It, it's it's one of those arcades that you know it was like i would say the early 2000s was when you know which we'll talk about when we talk about the arcade boards but really the start of uh, people just staying at home instead of going to arcades because you could play the actual arcade game at home now or even better sometimes so yeah. yeah um so outrun 2 came out 17 years after the original the original was a massive massive success So while there wasn't an Outrun 2 by name, uh, there were plenty of other arcade games that Outrun were marketed as sequels to Outrun. For example, Turbo Outrun in uh, 1989 was considered the first true sequel to Outrun, and other people consider Outrunners in 1993 the true sequel. What do you consider the true sequel to Outrun? (laughs)
1: You know, I'm having deja vu because we did discuss this on our first uh, attempt, yeah. but I'm so glad that we actually are redoing this because there, there was a long journey of us trying to figure out, like, what is this To I think the true sequel to Outrun was Turbo Outrun, and the reason is because that was a revision of the original game. Now, uh, you know, Afterburner 2, Galaxy Force 2, those sound like sequels. They are revisions, meaning that they they have new features, new you know graphical elements, I guess. And so what they would do is they would either sell these revisions to people, to arcade owners, or they would send conversion kits so that you could take your existing cabinet and turn it into a Galaxy Force 2 or a uh, Afterburner 2. And so in the case of Outrun, there were Outrun cabinets that were converted to Turbo Outrun. So... In that sort of sense, it's, it's kind of a, re- a revision and also an Outrun 2, at least in terms of the concept then. Now, Outrunners, I think is much more of a true sequel, just in the sense that it is a from scratch new game. It's not like they didn't send out Outrunners arcade conversion kits for Turbo, you know, or the original. Um, but having said that, I, I don't think a lot of people remember that one or talk no. about it all that much, but thankfully it will be included on the Sega Mega Drive Mini 2, or Sega Genesis Mini, I should say, actually, too.
0: And uh, Turbo Outrun also has like all new levels, so all the levels are from America this time around instead of uh, the Europe that was in the mm-hmm. first game. So technically, it is an all new game in that sense, but it's built on the skeleton of Outrun, right? It's also made on the same right. board as Outrun. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, so that's see, I could see that being the true sequel to a lot of people, um, but I would say Outrun Two, since it takes the number, I have to give it to that. I mean, I I think you saying it's like a revision is probably better, because I mean, like Afterburner Two really isn't two. Really. And it's more like right. the ultimate version of Afterburner. And would you be better with uh, Sega using like not a number for their revisions? Maybe like uh, Capcom did it with Street Fighter <laughs> when it's like Street Fighter 2, Turbo, and then it's Super Street Fighter 2.
1: I, I think, you know, back then they did what they did. It, didn't, it wasn't really a problem. Um nowadays though I think it would be kind of smart if they kind of clarified to people like afterburner 2 why do we keep releasing this because afterburner is it's there you're just getting the the 2 revision you know it's like it, once you play 2 you're you're good you know <laughs> yeah. so it does get confusing though even for me you know I'm like man I got to hunt down galaxy force 1 where is it so I, but, I
0: think calling turbo outrun if it was just a revision for the old board uh outrun 2 would have been a mistake uh so it's nice to see that they saved it for this game Um, yes so let's talk about development um i just have a little bit of development not that much um because there's not that much about this game online and even if there is we'll talk about what they actually talk about in the interviews it's so strange but uh outrun 2 isn't like the first game it is isn't a game that was just created and then the team moved on to something else like when AM2 was going on, they were they had like they made like a lot of games in like the span of four years. Um, Outrun Two was built and developed uh, upon ears. and it wasn't just Sega AM2 that built on it; it was also Sumo Digital. While well, the first game Outrun was largely credited to Yuzuzuki since he was the designer of the project. Outrun Two only had him credited as producer. Unsurprisingly, Yuzuki Yu mm-hmm. doesn't speak about Outrun Two that much when you read his interviews. He talks more about his first Outrun game. Eurogamer did an article about Yuzuki's Yu career, and it's like the only time I heard him talk about Outrun Two. If other people have articles, they could send it to me. That'd be awesome. But I haven't really seen him talk about Outrun Two that much. And this is all it said in that Eurogamer article. It said. That when Yuzuki Yu was consulting Sumo Digital on uh, OutRun two thousand six coast to coast, it said Yuzuki would impart the importance of music while advising the designers, stressing the tempo of each turn. Um, what is your opinion on like uh, Yuzuki Yu in this game? Do you th- you think it was like him passing the baton and letting other people have a crack at one of his titles, or you think he was re- hands on in the background?
1: Um, you know, I, I think he always gets really involved in a project and then typically will move on because he's kind of done what he want, he set out to do. Um, he's not a huge franchise guy. That's why Shenmue, I think, is so special to him because it's the one franchise he's stuck with for so, for so long. But mm. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of who he is, you know, like he, he's making these amazing games. And then he leaves it to other creatives at Sega that I think he trusts to, you know, move on with the brand. And I, I, I think he's more than happy with that, though. I think he does work in kind of a consulting role. I think he might have little ideas and throw it out to them. And then, you know, they'll go, OK, Yu Suzuki told us to do this and it yeah, works, you know, because he's a um, genius. <laughs> so.
0: It'd be great where everyone just goes, all right, well, we won't do that. We'll do the opposite. And it works even better. No, I'm joking. Right. But um, Yu Suzuki at this time, like I said, the first time we tried to record this, he also was starting his own studios at the time. So I feel like him taking a producer role and not being as hands-on makes sense because you're also building a studio from the ground up, which is not easy to do. For, uh, and he had, that st- he had a studio within Sega for himself for like, what was it, like 2003 to 2007 maybe? A.M. Plus? Remember mm-hmm. they made those... Uh, it made a few racing games i forgot their names but uh yeah yeah um so this game was kind of given to the future of sega usually what i've noticed uh, a lot of people that were working on daytona usa became huge people in sega am2 like they all got promoted um and it's not surprising like we said in the daytona usa episode it's one of the most popular sega arcade games of all time so kudos to them well, I didn't really follow the di- Okay, so uh let's say uh okay, so one of the directors of the game, just director director is Makoto Osaki who he was a planner for D- Daytona USA and he kind of oversaw other racing games, but his he has only directed two games before Outrun 2 and it was Virtual Fighter Kids and Propeller Arena, which in my opinion at the, if I had to see this like I told you when we first recorded it like i would be sh- kind of a little bit shocked that they gave him this job because it's like uh, virtual fighter kids is a side game propeller arena never came out it wasn't terrible but directing um i don't know it would be like taking on one of the greatest sega am2 titles of all time and then directing the sequel <laughs> to it you know uh, right right what is and what's your opinion on virtual fighter kids are you like I think it's a cool novelty, but I don't take it that serious.
1: Yeah, it it almost felt like a test ground for some things they wanted to try in later games. It also I I you you have to remind me, but I don't recall if Sonic the Fighters came first or Virtual Fighter Kids, but they're both kind of like in that bucket of like yeah. big head, kid friendly virtua fighting games. And I think that's probably what they were trying to present was something a little more kid friendly. Obviously, like, six-year-olds aren't gravitating towards Virtua Fighter. They no. want something that looks a little more appealing to them. So I think that was kind of the attempt there. And I I like it. Like, for me, I think it was just when I was a um, younger buying Saturn games, I was like, I need to own every Virtua Fighter. And I was like, holy crap, this one looks so weird. <laughs> so I had to own it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I liked it. I liked it.
0: What drew me to the games, at least Virtual Fighter, was how I thought amazing the second game looked. It was like on the Saturn. I was like, what? Because at that time, I only played Tekken 2 and that was blocky. It wasn't like... There's something about Virtual Fighter 2 that looks super clear, super clean. I don't know. Really uh, popped. But uh, the the game director for this game is uh, Daiichi Katagari. This guy in my opinion is probably the most important person in Sega AM2 during the 2000s. He uh basically took over AM2 for a while. He started off as a programmer for Daytona USA and uh was the director for game director for Virtual Fighter 3 and has taken over the franchise since then. I know it's been a long time since we had a new Virtual Fighter game, but he also mm-hmm. worked on Afterburner Climax and OutRun 2, which I think these those three games, Virtual Fighter V, uh, whatever, uh, Afterburner Climax and OutRun 2 are probably really good back-to-back games from Sega Game 2. Um, so, Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I wish they would do more. I think we talked about it last time. I was like, I feel like they made these games and then they just disappeared. Like 2010 came and <laughs> they're like, Go back to the closet, we're not making any more Sega AM2 games, and they've been dormant since then. Isn't that how it feels like? I mean, the only game they really made that they got got released was Hatsune Miku Arcade. Cool. (laughs) So, Sega uh, OutRun 2 would be the first game developed by AM2 on the Sega Chihiro board which is an arcade board made by Sega and Microsoft based on the Xbox console that had launch during the development of OutRun 2. We talked a little bit more about this arcade in our House of the Dead 3 Sega Talk episode, which was written by Barry, and he did a good job covering the arcade board. But I will say the game, the arcade board only had 10 titles, and two of those were OutRun games because of <laughs> SP. Right. Uh, do you think that the board was short-lived, or do you think... I mean, I think we said last time that you thought it was just uh, Xbox funding it, so you thought you were cool with that, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think my take is that it. I don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff, but if Xbox, Microsoft did actually throw a fair amount of money at it, and Sega was not at a loss, then I don't think there's a problem there. Now, another thing you need to think about is that back in the day, like the System 1 arcade board which had you know dozens if not a hundred titles on it um i mean obviously games were easier to pump out there were studios we've we've covered games in the past where it's like oh it's this studio again this studio had no real heart or soul they made games they made 10 games a month you know it was a sweatshop um and i think with this like i i think 10 is a good amount remember this is not a home console this isn't like 32x uh these those ten titles probably sell for, uh, you know, three or four or five thousand dollars to arcade owners. So as long as you're making ten spectacular games that sell well, I think it's paid for itself. Um, I don't think that's an issue. And also, it does make porting easier. So this might have also made development for the Xbox versions cut down. So maybe they save money in another department. You know.
0: I do wonder what uh microsoft's like you know like when you do something you have a expectation two years after your projects launched i wonder if they thought it was going to be like the naomi arcades where konami capcom and other developers would start making arcade games on it and they would get ported to xbox and they would have only Mm. on xbox labels on those games so right that it didn't work out that way but we did get some really excellent games on it i think house of the dead 3 virtual cop 3 uh and outrun 2 are really good looking fantastic games um so online i did go on and read a few interviews with sega am2 based on this game and one of the interviews i read was kind of interesting a little funny it's a little like basically the interviewer complaining about what he wants in outrun 2 in a way so one of the right. things he complained about was that the game didn't have data cards and this was something that was started in the early 2000s so it was kind of cutting edge the time of outrun 2 coming out um while uh we didn't grow up obviously in japan playing in da- data cards so we don't have nostalgia for it um do you think that a game like outrun 2 needs a data card
1: you know i i don't think so i think the original game was so sit down and play now i understand that at the time and i think still to this day like there is a community of japanese arcade fanatics who are like well the game needs to have this community built around it and i need to either be able to bring like a home console memory card or have like a, a you know like those horse racing games where you have the card the de- dedicated card um In this case, though, like honestly, it's meant for more casual play. You sit down, enjoy it, and move on. I don't think OutRun is the franchise to use this sort of tech. Now, you know, uh, the um, F-Zero AX allowed you to use your GameCube memory card, which is cool. And in this case, what would you do? An Xbox memory card? Well, Xbox is like evil in japan at this time they were like if you bought and this is true if you xbox nation magazine had a great ongoing um uh series of articles talking about xbox in japan and they were like and they didn't you know no bs because it was an unofficial magazine they were like yeah i went to the store i went in the back and they put it in a discreet black bag they were very quiet about the purchase and they had me hide it as I left, so that no one would know I purchased an Xbox. Jesus. <laughs> so imagine that, like Outrun Two in Japanese arcades, bring your memory card. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah, going to happen.
0: No, and I think the game, especially Two, is uh, old, more old school, very like straightforward, mm-hmm. kind of like the original game. Yeah, they added a lot more bells and whistles as the game was re released, but uh, I agree. I don't think you need a data card i think it'd be cool just to have as like a nostalgia thing like look i have a Run two data card but outside of that i don't know what you would really need it for for two so i agree with the with uh, i don't agree with the interviewer but um he, his second complaint was the lack of memorable characters which kind of prompted say uh them to retort like what do you want jackie from virtual fighter and the guy's like yeah yeah that would be awesome and then he's kind of talked about how they almost put them in there, and they, I guess they did it for testing, maybe. And uh, they thought that, no, it wasn't what Outrun's about. And I think if you played the first game, the game's about the scenery, the driving, and the music. Absolutely. So you don't even see the characters that you're driving as, mostly, it, it, except for the endings. So I don't think you, you would need interesting characters for this game. I don't think that's like the biggest concern for this game.
1: I think that would break, like, that would kind of ruin the game if it suddenly became a super big character focused, uh, title. Something that comes to mind is Planet Harriers. Now, I enjoy that game immensely, but as a Space Harrier game, it is not. Like, I just think it went a little too over the top with, like, it's a nurse, it's a baseball player, and I'm like, that wasn't really the original Space Harrier.
0: You didn't remember you know, the baseball player hero from uh, Space Area 1 and 2?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I I, uh,
0: I I really wonder. I mean, maybe one day we'll have uh, Negoshi uh, answer our questions. But you should ask him, mm-hmm. why did you guys have all these weird characters in space, uh, Planet Harriers? Like, why? What were you guys thinking? I have right. a feeling they were drunk. Probably. Yeah, okay. And, like, can you imagine playing Outrun and you're, like, racing as Sonic? Would that be okay? I know it works on, like, Super Monkey Ball, but you think it would work on this?
1: No. I think All Stars Racing Transformed gave us that, and that's as close as they should get.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's as close as. Well, and this franchise actually kind of kickstarted All Stars, really, if you think about it, with Sumo Digital and the relationship with Sega. That's true. That's true. So let's talk about the different versions of OutRun. You could write a lot about the different releases of OutRun, and we did. I did. Um, (laughs) So uh, the game was updated from a small arcade game in 2003 all the way to the last official release in 2009. So let's just talk about each version. First, we'll look at the arcade OutRun 2. First, I got the cabinets here. I like looking at cabinets. I think cabinets are cool. Uh, I think Outroad 1 has the most iconic cabinet of all time. Um, Mm. But uh, here we have the single cabinet and a deluxe version. I think we're probably going to be talking about the deluxe version more than the the regular single player one. Personally, I'm really disappointed with these because I feel like the first Outroad game had such a unique cabinet that moved and did all this other stuff. This one looks like Daytona USA, maybe, or any other racing game you would see in the mall, really?
1: Yeah, and you know, it's got to be a reuse of a shell. You know, these things cost a lot of money to make, and by this point, Sega made so many racing games that I can imagine doing a completely new mold when they already have so many great racing games. Makes sense, but it also makes this look like... Not a knockoff, but you know like the arcade one up cabinet. It looks like one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it does. And it's like they didn't really add f- too much Ferrari stuff, I would think you would go they would go a little more crazy that this is like this game is really is a big celebration of Ferrari, which is kind of crazy. Um, as much right. as it is our you know celebration of outrun, you know and uh, this cabinet is just like I said, like the seats they just don't do it for me. When you're making a sequel to one of the best Sega AM2 games, you should go a little more crazy with the cabinet. So, I feel like there was more passion made with the first Outrun cabinet than this one.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: and these cabinets aren't even made by uh Sega AM2. They have a other company uh, within Sega that makes them. I think they're called like Sega Megatronic or something like that. I forgot the mm-hmm. name. It was something like that so eh, whatever it feels like they 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 try to make them as cheap as possible not like sega am2 in the golden days where they like probably had a huge budget so gameplay wise outrun 2 is a lot like the first game obviously it takes ideas like the branching paths beating the clock driving a ferrari with your passenger because i think i've heard that as the official term girlfriend See, this guy is so cool, it's not even his girlfriend, just a person that he's taking somewhere to one destination.
1: He's an Uber driver. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's a
0: Uber driver to Ferrari. <laughs> uh, but the new game does have a couple new features like a rich race, racer style drifting, slipstreaming, and heart attack mode, which uh, adds smart, small challenges as you're playing the game. Um, what are your opinions on these additions made? Do you think it's enough to keep the new entry from uh, you know, feeling fresh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I like what they've added. It's all fun. It's not too technical. It doesn't feel like it's from another game. It really just feels like they're taking elements that existed in the original Outrun and amplifying them. I, I like the heart attack mode. I feel like at this time... A lot of Sega games were like relying on like lovey-dovey editions, like love, love mode in mm. Samba de Amigo.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I think that's cool. I think that's super cute. I feel like it's kind of been, you know, we talk about palm trees and blue skies, but I think Sega games also—it's a common theme to just be like all about love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Sega games are super like lovey, and I don't mean like rom, I don't mean like sexual, but just like straight up. Pink hearts, red hearts. It's, I don't know. I I like that about Sega. Yeah, it's just like everything. There's, there's so many Sega games where there is either an element or a extra mode where it's all about just like being in love.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I I would say the heart attack mode at the time reminded me a lot of the kind of like the uh, money system in uh, Crazy Taxi, that you get rewarded Mm. sometimes for like getting really close and scaring the drivers yeah. but in this one it's her f- scaring her or doing her challenges to make her fall in love with you and get hearts mm-hmm. it's funny yeah. that they call it heart attack because it kind of feels like it's panicking when i guess it's part of the whole driving a fast car with a woman i mean the stereotype is that their oh their heart starts racing or whatever I, I get it and they played it uh pretty right. good in this it's obviously a joke it's not supposed to be a se- weird sexist thing or anything but uh yeah outrun 2 features 15 courses uh laid out as a backwards pyramid that's the easiest way to describe it uh every time you get to the end of a course they'll ask you to go left or right as long as you beat the clock obviously and then you if you go left it's easy if you go right it gets harder um each course is different so it'll branch out to at least i think five different endings uh we will be looking so this game outrun 2 the original is european stages I know Barry really knows his European g- geography and history of Europe. Oh, absolutely. Europe. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: He, I've seen him at use sometimes in some of our emails, and I know that he, he knows what he's doing. And uh, I so I think he's going to probably guess exactly where what these are supposed to represent. I think some of these are just whatever. Like, I don't think there's just a generic setting. Like, so you start the game off at Palm Beach. Where, where do you think this is at? Somewhere in the U.K., really? Italy? Right? Italy is that italy could be i don't know somebody somebody to tell me uh i like the uh sp starting level more than this one but this is uh okay it's cool it's cool um so we're gonna be looking at them from the top down pyramid you'll start seeing it on the little map so if you look at the top right hand mm-hmm. corner you see the map yeah deep lake i i feel like i don't know it's a little generic deep lake is there deep lakes in uh anywhere in europe
1: deep lake is it scotland maybe i can see that let's go to like nessie's there
0: alpine which is just like a forest so where's this at can you
1: um where is where are the alpine things like alpine skiing norway
0: norway Uh, like Finland. there's no snow snow here huh where
1: where are the alps the alps let me see
0: oh you're gonna get it the alps My favorite thing is that Um, they just named them, like, Alpine.
1: No one knows. I think... No, no, no. Uh, No one knows. Maybe... I don't know. Monaco, Switzerland. Maybe it's Switzerland.
0: I can see that, but no snow. I mean, I always think of Switzerland as Christmas or something, right? It's always Christmas there. Castle Wall? Obviously, the UK, they have all the castles, right? Germany, maybe? Germany has castles. They all have castles. It could be anywhere. It
1: could be China. Yeah. Well, we have a castle here in Chicago. It's uh, medieval times. It's a restaurant.
0: Coniferous forest. Is that right?
1: What is that? It's like. Let's a just p- say it's the UK.
0: It's the UK <laughs> a desert. Is there a desert? In, uh, the uh, is uh, what is considered part of Europe.
1: Is that a pyramid? That's what I'm saying,
0: Egypt, that's what I'm saying, it's a pyramid, but is that considered Europe?
1: I mean, Egypt is in, Egypt's not in Europe.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: This game sucks, man, They can't get anything right.
0: Oh my god, this is back to the 80s, you know, when they have one of those things where like they didn't even understand the basic... I'm going to laugh when you look it up and they're like, Egypt is part of Europe, actually, sir. Cloudy? Uh,
1: It is indeed, it's classed in Europe. Okay, because it borders the Mediterranean.
0: There you go. Then they were technically correct. Uh, They really wanted to add a a, a pyramid. I think they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, I know. They're so sick. Um, When I was a kid and they did the whole study, I think everyone was like, oh, dude, Egypt's sick. Um,
1: Oh man, I I have a book of Egyptian art. It's like scan. It's like photos of like Egyptian walls and temples and tombs. It's like this big. It's sick.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I believe it because I don't know. I really like Egyptian culture. It's always, it's interesting when you're a kid and you're like, wait, there was people that lived like just the idea how like complex and like all these. They're so strange, but yeah. Uh,
1: right. People think that we're like those Americans who love Japanese culture. I don't know what what are they called?
0: <laughs> oh, weaboos, but we're really <laughs> Egyptian. Boos. Yeah, but
1: we're we're um, Egyptians. We're Egyptaboos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Uh, cloudy highlands and this picture really reminds me i forgot that sega was sponsored by amd the processor company so all the billboards had their big old logo on it Mm -hmm. remember that
1: yeah yeah i love amd
0: and what do you think cloudy highlands is and i think they use one like an sp has a level that looks exactly Uh, like this
1: where does that movie highlander take place wherever that is
0: I agree. Wherever it is, that's where it is. Industrial Complex. It kind of looks like a like Eggman amusement park in a way, or like a Sonic level, doesn't it?
1: I think it's Mobius.
0: There you go, then. I don't know. S- yeah. Snowy Mountain. This is Switzerland. Look at that. Santa Claus is right there. Yeah,
1: that's Switzerland.
0: I'm pretty sure that's where Santa Claus is from. So. Nailed it. Ghost Forest. This is Japan, right? The, the Suicide Forest
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: right it's a scary this it is, must be this is the second hardest route level it's pretty scary tulip garden look at that dude look at those flowers it's beautiful that's holland yeah and look at look at the bridgestone tires ad so awesome
1: <laughs> that is cool
0: metropolis uh this is one of the finals uh yeah this is this is already the final oh, scene
1: that's france
0: yeah, for sure. And it looks really, really nice, obviously. I like the last uh, courses usually are pretty good, obviously. It's trying to wow you, mm-hmm. even though most people don't see them. Ancient Ruins, which is obviously maybe, uh, I don't know, Greece maybe? I don't know.
1: Uh, it looks like, um you know, an Indiana Jones when they're going to get the grail. kind of looks like that.
0: So this is a scene from Indiana Jones. That's what you're it saying? It does, Yeah, yeah okay imperial avenue which is like uh i don't know what walls these are this this could be rome italy yeah all right
1: they look like the aqueducts
0: oh yeah aqua cape way this reminds me of a sonic unleashed level doesn't it the first one
1: that does it looks like um yeah it does look like sonic unleashed greece
0: greece right Mm. which
1: is an island so how does that work
0: you race around it i guess i don't know those are all huh. the courses. I'm not going to ask you which one your favorite was. But uh, you played this <laughs> one the most, right? The, compared to the other games. Like the other versions, you said you didn't really play SP because there's not really that many versions of it. Right,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Outrun 2 is the one I've played the most. And yeah. now that I know there's so many differences, i got to get the other ones.
0: It's Ugh. worth it, I think. I think you'll right now they're some of them are kind of expensive i think coast to coast is kind of like eight what 80 ish to 100 ish maybe it went up more i haven't seen it since covid if
1: i get ps2 one i think it's it's lower
0: oh dude but the ps2 like the xbox is obviously obviously the one in consoles to get but
1: i know but
0: you if you have the online one the arcade it's basically sp but we'll talk about that later um you, I, I didn't know if we were going to talk about Ferrari cars. Uh, this game has eight different Ferrari cars to choose from. I will mention them and talk about them a little bit. And you could, you could rate the actual car design and you could tell me which <laughs> ones you like the most. I will give yeah. you a little fun fact about them. One thing I didn't know about Ferraris is they literally don't even make that many Ferrari cars. Like Like you'll start seeing here. So the first car we're looking at is the F50 that's in this game this was manufactured from 95 to 97 and there were only 349 of these made so like only less like that's so little like it's crazy that they only make 300 like you designed this car just to sell 300 and something copies i mean versions of it what do you think about that did you know that
1: no that's pretty wild
0: yeah that was cool i mean it's cool that you could play it in this game for i mean not free you had to the game not for free but (laughs) right you know compared to the price of actually owning one i mean um next one we have is the dino uh, 246 gts this one's manufactured from 69 to 74 and this was actually the brand that ferrari used to use before like for more cheaper cars as they kept ferrari for their um more premium uh, cars because you can't prefer uh. you can't put their name on trash um according to uh wiki the dino 646 gts only had 1274 vehicles created of this exact model uh, i actually really like the look of this model It reminds me of kind of like a mustang mixed with some you know uh ferrari look i think it's a cool looking car obviously yeah. uh, we're never going to own one because it costs more than houses um this is the most iconic uh car for uh outrun the Rosa. this one this one was manufactured from 84 to 91 and it uh obviously is known for the original game and obviously has to make its return this one had a modest 9939 vehicles produced and is the largest mass-produced ferrari model uh i don't think so i think there's the spider that might be more but I think for a single vehicle, it's the lar- largest. Like, no different versions of variations. Um, would you ever buy a Tesla Rosa just for his... I mean, you can really, because there's only 10,000 made. You? There's no way you'll make <laughs> if I was it like as a joke.
1: If I was much richer than I am right now, I'd, I'd get that one for sure.
0: Mm. I know, it's so iconic that, as a Sega fan, but then... And now I know why Yu Suzuki and uh, Yuji Naka put that you have to give me a Ferrari... as a like uh in their claws when they got hired absolutely uh, it's like they only made 10,000 of these so now sega had to go buy them these how do you even get one i don't know the next one is the newest model in this game so this game this is the enzo ferrari it it was manufactured from 2002 to 2004 obviously this game came out in 2003 this was uh, so. This car is actually named after the founder of Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari, uh, and only 400 were produced. And uh, isn't that kind of a sick-ass name, though? Enzo Ferrari. Like, can you imagine being born? Oh yeah, little Enzo Ferrari. It's like, Damn. sounds like a
1: bayonetta character.
0: It, it does. It really does, right? <laughs> it's uh, so yeah.
1: Enzo Ferrari hey, how you doing, sweet (laughs) cheeks?
0: Exactly. That's what I thought, too. Um, We got the 360 Spider. This was a 2001 to 2005 car. The 360 Spider was popular, getting uh, 7,565 cars produced. And, uh, yeah, they had other versions of this car. This is a cool-looking car. It's very, like, uh, I guess, simple, compared to the Tesla Rosa's, like, sharp edges. This is really, like, reminds me more of a convertible car that you would buy today like a tesla almost but like more uh disc weird flat on top but yeah um the next one this car is pretty cool looking uh the daytona car the gts4 daytona came out in 71 through 73 uh there was a few models of this there was over uh 1.3 two uh, hundred and eighty four units made. Only one hundred and twenty two of this GTS version. Uh, that's in the game. Uh, the car was used in nineteen seventy one by uh, Gun Gundley and Brock Yates in a in mm-hmm. a like cross country trip. They won uh, going from New York City to L A in this car. Uh, so they traveled two thousand eight hundred and seventy. Six miles in 35 hours and 54 minutes. I, so it's a world record. Uh, it's a cool looking car, but can you imagine driving 2,000 miles in a car that small? Like, where would you pack your stuff? <laughs> like, come on, dude. Right. Like, yeah, th- there is no roof on the car. So you're literally driving every single time, no matter what, from New York to California, LA with no roof. Can you imagine <laughs> that? No way, dude. Give me a just give me a stupid, trash car. I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's a cool car, but I wouldn't drive it across the country. That's all. Would you? Does anybody sure. drive sports cars across country? Maybe, uh
1: though. no, I don't think so. Well, maybe like enthusiasts.
0: This right here is the two hundred and eighty-eight GTO produced from eighty-four to eighty-five, and as you can tell, this is a very eighties-looking vehicle. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. No, I don't really have anything to say outside. That there's only 272 of these produced, and it kind of begs the question. It's like, who are the 272 people that own this car? It's like that's super rare. And the last one is, and this is a pretty iconic car, I think too. Um, the F40 came out in '87 and '92. Uh, it wasn't in this game was not in Outrun, but it was in Turbo Outrun, Battle Outrun, and Outrun Europa and uh the gte version of this car was in Scud race a game that never came out on consoles sadly uh this mm-hmm. model this car was created to celebrate ferrari's 40th anniversary and was the last ferrari model to be approved by the company founder enzo ferrari so uh the f40 only had an original plan of making 400 of these uh, but it, it, the, each car costs four hundred thousand dollars. By the way, that would be about not, almost a million dollars in today's money, and wow. they would go on to produce a thousand three hundred and fifteen of these because of demand, and only two hundred thirteen came to the U.S. Um, I don't know. You think this, one of these cars is worth that much money? Is a car worth almost a million dollars? The size of a mega? I mean, the price of a mega mansion?
1: I mean, it's worth what people are willing to pay, right?
0: Well, not even Mega Man. Isn't that actually... everything? Uh, I mean, yeah. the price of a normal-sized house. <laughs> Sorry. <I didn't>...
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's cool to see these cars. Uh, personally, I feel so guilty owning one. I'd be like, I can't, leave. I can't even drive into the store. Why would I drive into the store? What would people think of me pulling up in a Ferrari? That's ridiculous. To go buy right. what? Deodorant? I'm buying deodorant in my Ferrari. Like, what is wrong with me? I think it's something you take, you know, when you're fancy or something. Like your girlfriend in the highway. So, that's for, uh, you know, rich people, not for us. So, uh, in 2004, a year later, Sega released OutRun SP. Uh, so, right after. So, uh, this version, SP stands for Special Tours. Here we could see the cabinet. This is the OutRun 2 SP Deluxe cabinet. Uh, it's Outside of it being yellow, it's more like the original with an actual bumper in the back to give it more like the vibe that the original OutRun had. It's still, yeah, yeah. It's still kind of a generic cabinet outside of that bumper, but at, at least they're trying this time. Um, yellow, what do you think about the yellow design? Because OutRun is usually known more for red.
1: Yeah, I'm not really feeling it. It kind of reminds me of the Daytona USA two cabinet. Where mm. just there's something off about it. Yeah, like they just they were like, oh, we got to do a different color, and it's like, well, eh. if this was red, it would, I think, look a little better. But it does kind of look like just like a weird booty that they yeah. added. You know, like the back of the car. It it doesn't really look like. It doesn't give me the sense of a car. It looks just like a big butt.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's no, like, there's something cool about the uh, OutRun. It was like, it had the the roof, kind of, so it's like you're in the car, kind of. Like, you know what I mean? The feeling mm. more. This is so open that it's not really like that. But uh, I think it's better than the first OutRun cabinet that was way more generic. It looked like literally just a Daytona chair or whatever, and you're sitting on it. So or any other racing game you see anywhere this one at least has a little more personality i don't like the yellow either i wish they would have went with like blue maybe if they wanted to go different uh i would have right. prob- obviously preferred it red because <laughs> like ferraris usually you see them in red so yeah it's weird that they went with yellow maybe they just wanted to stand out but uh outrun 2 sp doubles the amount of courses in outrun 2 by adding 15 more uh this time these courses were inspired by American traveling. Uh, and when I say America they say new world. I think that's what they called it. So it's not just United States of America. It's all of the Americas. Um it also reintroduces the rival system from Turbo Outrun with different rules. In Turbo Outrun you were punished for not beating rivals in this game, you know, they're more of like obstacles and extras. Outrun 2 SP also has all the content from Outrun 2, meaning all the courses, making this the arcade definitive at the time to play. Kind of like Mm -hmm. you said, Turbo Outrun kind of. You know what? SP really does remind me of like Outrun 2. Outrun and Outrun Turbo Outrun, uh, Outrun 2 and Outrun 2 SP. They're kind of the same. Like they reintroduced the Turbo Outrun rival system. They have 15 courses in America. Just like Turbo Outrun. So, you know, they were really inspired by Turbo Outrun in this game. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And they also updated the user interface and made the uh, explaining how you score better. And is that something you ever noticed in games? Like, when you go to the arcades, you don't really understand how the scoring system works?
1: Yeah, I, I like when they really spell it out to you. Because you sit down and you just want to start playing. You know, yeah. you don't have time to sit there and, like, <laughs> go through a tutorial, but... No, I, I I appreciate it. I do.
0: Um. So, what's your opinion on arcade games like these? They get a lot of upgrades. Have there ever been? Has there ever been like a franchise where you're like, I want to get into it, but there's so many versions of it, I don't even know where to start.
1: Um, you know, there hasn't been a franchise I'm thinking of that like help I held off from getting into, but I, I do feel like Virtua Fighter in the later numbered games, it gets very confusing. Especially with um, all the Showdown games, Final Showdown, Ultimate mm-hmm. Showdown. Um, you know, you're like, which one do I get? Is the one on, like, what was it? Judgment or something that included Virtua Fighter 5, but it's not like the same as the one that you can play on the exact same console. It's like an and then it's not version. the same as Final. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it does get a little confusing there. Um I'm I'm the type of person where I'm happy to just have like a definitive version of a game, and I don't need a dozen other copies of it. Um, so it it gets confusing. I think Wonder Boy is kind of a, a confusing franchise too, especially with all the remakes that are coming out recently. I actually have one right here, Wonder Boy uh, Returns Remix, which is like the first a remake one. of the original. Yeah, but it's more true to the original. And the other one, Wonder Boy Returns which I don't own, is different than this. This hmm. is not the same game. This game is truer to the original game. Which makes me go, well, what's the other game like? Like, it's just, it's a little confusing there. But yeah, I'd say fighting games in general confuse oh, yeah.
0: me. Oh, dude, like, bla- mine was gonna be Blaze Blue. Like, uh, look how many versions that has, or in, uh, what is it? In Night Rebirth, or whatever those games are called, too. It's like, Try to look for them, and then you're like, uh, oh, there's 15 different versions of this with uh, different titles, and they're all different randomly, and there's some characters missing in this one. Oh, you bought right. the. Uh, like Capcom I'm, I'm holding fighting. here
1: the. Yeah, the fighting collection. It's very cool, but I was just so confused. I'm like, Deathstalkers, Night Warriors, Deathstalkers Revenge, Vampire Hunter 2, Deathstalkers Revenge. One I'm like, too. what? It's so confusing,
0: <laughs> it's because they had a they called it Dark stalkers in America, but in Japan it was called Vampire Hunter, I think, so now they right. had and then they used Dark stalkers in one title, but in America they were all called dark see now that's when it gets confusing when you have all these versions that don't have numbers usually, and then you have two titles in two different countries <laughs> so it's like okay, cool,
1: super confusing
0: so um you're an American, right, Barry?
1: Last time I checked, buddy boy,
0: born, bred, and br- raised in Cal- in America. I mean, in America.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. The good. Okay. So you're probably from the best state of America. I don't know whichever one you're from. That's the best one. So to, we're going to mo- the Midwest. The Midwest. That's where all the good boys come from. Everything else, whatever. Um, Garbage. So I'm just going to we're going to flip through the the 15 Americans uh, or. New World Stages. Um, you could tell me where these are from. You're probably going to guess each one. The first one is uh, Sunny Beach. S- where Where's Sunny Beach is from?
1: Um, you know, it all depends. This could be Florida. This could be California. But I'm going to guess California. I'm going to say this is like the L.A. area.
0: I will, too. Looks very um, mountainous. So I went to Florida not that long ago. And uh, this is definitely more California for some reason. Just gives me the vibe.
1: Florida's flat.
0: And uh, there's no lizards here. Uh, there's no roosters randomly. Oh, I was in the Keys. So that's over there. They uh, have roosters walking around everywhere and they're protected. So you can't kill them or do anything to them. You just have to let them Damn. roam. So they're beautifully walking around everywhere. And the next one, Bay Area, which I mean, come on, this is San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> this is so obvious. but Yeah. yeah
1: it's
0: the Bay Area. 100%. Uh, National Park, which I mean, Yosemite.
1: It's hard to say. It could it's, still it's be one, in California. It could be Oregon.
0: Could be. There's a you lot know. of national parks.
1: Yeah.
0: Waterfalls.
1: Um, this is probably the Grand Canyon, right? Or something like that. Or... There's
0: a there's a Grand Canyon level. This no, is no Grand different... Canyon's dried. Yeah, this is uh, uh I don't know what this is anywhere there's waterfalls. Could be like a South America so. somewhere. They seems like
1: yeah i i get confused though because you're like going from california to south america to
0: well it's the Ameri- it's the americas so it could be anywhere in, in right. the Americas. so yes um big forest um this could be washington i would i would assume myself
1: colorado
0: yeah colorado has a lot of forest
1: there's like a Pickup truck with, I think, like a MAGA bumper sticker on it, yeah. like trying to run you off the road. This
0: could be both Washington or... Uh,
1: oh, watch. Now the comments. Barry made it political.
0: Why? Because... Oh, dang uh, it. That does look like a... I mean, I don't know. You, you, can you see a Biden sticker on that thing? Maybe? I don't
1: know. No, I wouldn't... I, I, if you were being run off the road by a pickup truck, do you think it's going to have a Biden sticker? I don't think so.
0: No, That's probably not but i've never it's been run off the road by anyone yet but i hope if it is <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's going to happen pi- now it's a pickup truck maybe like this it's a nice <laughs> one the next one is uh oh yeah canyon this is this is uh, the the grand canyon i would assume yes mm. and the next one i actually, flew
1: over the grand canyon i flew over it recently it's, and how was it's it was <laughs> amazing it was beautiful it looked like the it looked like the world was breaking It was just this massive crack running the entire stretch of what we saw. It was like.
0: Imagine seeing it. And I saw. Like, there, being there. Like, you don't think that would blow your mind even more seeing how your scale being so small and this.
1: Oh. You know,
0: earthly crevice being so huge.
1: (laughs) And then a pickup truck just smashes into you and you fall into the grand canyon
0: it happens especially when you're driving your ferrari (laughs) that's why i don't buy one not because they're (laughs) rare and i can't afford it just because i don't want to get ran over or ran into the road uh the next one is pretty special because it has a cameo from a little blue boy it's called uh no wait is it uh no wait i'm actually no not yet lost city is the other one i think this is like a mayan or something spot i don't know it reminds me could of some, be, yeah. some weird like Yeah. Anyway, Casino Town has Sonic billboards. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> and Casino Town is obviously Las Vegas. Right. And kind of yeah, yeah, a yeah. throwback to Casino Nights.
1: But I like it.
0: Yeah. Ice Scape, which uh it could be Detroit. I don't know. It looks like a abandoned industrial uh spot.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that
0: hmm jungle i mean this could be south america anywhere in south america right absolutely yeah who okay when you see the statues you'll know this one's called giant statues and (laughs) where is this from and why is his eyes like that
1: well you know what uh well this is easter island right which is i i can't imagine why this is in the americas right um but, from what I've actually read, they would paint eyeballs on these on things, but over the years they went away like they've Oof. the the elements just cleared the paint off of them but yeah, even um ancient statues, a lot of them were like painted with colors and with eyes and everything, and they didn't look the way we we see them now, so
0: that sucks. Yeah. This one's called the Legend, and this one's a Aztec temple it looks like, so Mexico somewhere. Probably uh, right. the middle, you know, the F, I guess. Um, Floral Village. I don't know, what is this? Aww. It looks nice, but what is, where is this at?
1: It looks like a uh, Midwest Lake, Lake, Lake or something. It's like uh, it looks somewhere
0: nice. a Stephen King novel would take place.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: This is the one that I remember the most because it's so striking compared to every other stage. Milky Way. Because you get to see the Milky Way and the NASA explosions. I mean, uh, cars. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or ship. This
1: whatever. is um, <laughs> <laughs> space <laughs> cars. No, it's Rocket um, space cars. This is this is definitely Florida.
0: This is Florida. Do they have a space station there or
1: Texas? I'm going to say Florida. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Beautiful sky though. I mean, doesn't look like that, and it looks really nice when they're all shooting. You're just driving with your Cape Canaveral uh, passenger. Um, Skyscrapers. Um, Chicago? I can see it. Look at the homeless people on this uh, side.
1: Let me see. This, uh, it's got a little more of a New York vibe to me.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. It's probably New York. It's more of, it's like a more popular Chicago. More poppin'.
1: Right?
0: Hey. <laughs> I'm just joking, I'm joking. Anyway. Don't you dare help. I'm not going to be making fun of you. Ch- I don't know why you defend Chicago so much. When people make fun of California when I was in Florida, I'm like, yeah, I know. I can't really do much about it. I mean, I just live there. And I got so much grief for just being from California. It's funny. Um, How dare you? Well, the game doubled its courses. Uh, Outrun 2 SP only added two new vehicles to the (sighs) roster, making it a total of eight cars, I mean, 10 cars to pick from. This game features the, let's look at it, uh, the 250 gto uh made from 62 to 64 uh this is considered Mm. the rarest ferrari of all time only 36 were ever produced of these this vehicle i I like it it reminds me you know it's obviously an old race car uh it has a very unique build it looks like something out of like an anime or something like a speed racer or something right
1: yeah i like it it's cool i like the big number 20 on the side
0: the other car is the 512BB, came out from 76 to 81. This is uh, actually the first uh, Dino car, the mid-engine car, to actually use the Ferrari branding before they retired it. So I guess there's some history with the company f- with this one. So as you okay. can tell, covering every Atari car in this game, they feel like they were all selected as an interesting car the developers liked. as you could tell they really like ferrari vehicles at sega it's part of the history with the company oddly enough so yeah now we can talk about a game that you have outrun on, on on outrun 2 on xbox this is the first console port of the arcade version of outrun 2 and it came out the same year as sp uh but this is just the original with some cool extras actually uh, the game was ported by Sumo Digital and would start a working relationship with Sega. Sumo Digital was actually founded in 2003, a year before this port came out. And being and this is one of the company's first projects. They would go on to make their own version of Sega Arcade Classics like uh, future OutRun 2 ports and virtual tennis console stuff. But would also be uh, be famous for with Sega fans for making the Sega All Star Racing and Tennis series. Do you miss Sumo Digital working on uh, Sega arcade home ports?
1: Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. I miss I miss Platinum Games and I miss Sumo Digital. I feel like when I see their names come up, I'm just like I get sad because the stuff they're putting out now. I know it's you know getting them their own acclaim and everything, but it's just not the same. You I know, agree. it's like, I, we still follow Sumo and Platinum yeah. on social, you know, because, but it'll be like, Sack Boys getting a new game. And it's like, oh, I wish yeah. it was All-Stars Racing 3.
0: What happened? having <laughs> virtual know? tennis. We can use another virtual tennis. Why not? Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I think this game, or Coast to Coast, has a lot of stuff that they would later go on to use with All-Stars, and that made them more famous because of all the IPs. But I really mm-hmm. do miss when they would just make their own virtual tennis console game with a bunch of cool mini games, and it, they were just fun to play. Um, and you know what's funny? I was gonna put here. It, it's been how long since Sumo Digital and Sega worked, and I forgot they made that Sonic Team Racing game, like or Team Sonic Racing. Is that what Team Sonic
1: Racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's because it was so like it came out and it kind of went into the ether of games. Like I don't feel like it got the positive reaction over time that like even All-Stars Racing Transformed to.
1: yeah it didn't
0: yeah that's sad but anyway hopefully they make another All-Stars Sega big tribute game I think it's just having Son- even if they do just a Sonic one I hope they add a lot of cool stuff like they did with All-Stars Racing Transformed so
1: right so- that's what Team Sonic Racing was missing it just didn't go all out it felt very bland and generic you know
0: just like the modern heroes that you already seen in a million games yeah so outrun 2 on xbox runs at 420p anamorphic widescreen support tweaks were made for the home consoles so uh the arcade uh, version of the game on this is called outrun arcade while sumo digital added outrun challenge which includes 101 missions distributed via the game's 15 stages and outrun xbox live which i'm assuming is a online play obviously sumo digital also snuck in a scud race and daytona usa 2 courses as unlockables uh this means sumo digital locked okay so a lot of the original games uh content that was just unlocked in the arcade version you have to unlock it here like new music uh but some of it was unique content it also has the first outrun game in outrun 2 as unlockable if you do all the missions so Mm. um and no other version that came out in uh home consoles actually has outrun 1 or the scud race and daytona usa 2 courses so those are uniquely on this version of the game so if you own this game that's something that you should always i mean it's unique in that way there's actual content that no other version has uh you own this version uh, but do you uh do you think the other versions made this version obsolete
1: oh i have outrun online arcade and outrun 2 and i hardly ever play outrun 2 now so
0: i guess so right I, i
1: would i would say and it's it's uh an xbox 360 game if i'm not mistaken whereas outrun 2 is xbox with backwards compatibility on the the 360 so you get better graphics i think
0: yeah Um,
1: it's 720p i think
0: yeah no it looks crisp on the uh online arcade version and we'll talk about that because it's coming up but the next version is probably the one i played the most because it was on everything the console version of our two was you know this game came out on the xbox ps2 playstation portable and windows pc uh, this game is based off Outrun 2SP, the arcade game, but was fully developed from the ground, well, not the ground up because it's a port technically, but it was basically they call Sumo Digital the sole developer of this game, even though it's really using the base of Outrun 2SP. This version of mm-hmm. Outrun 2 adds all the cars from SP, the extra cars from uh, the Xbox Outrun 2, And three additional Ferraris, bringing it to a total of uh, 15 cars. Well, uh, we're not going to be talking about it, but one of them was called the the Ferrari Super America, which uh, they debuted in 2005, (laughs) making it the Uh newest Ferrari at the time of the creation of this game. So can you imagine driving a Ferrari Super America, not regular America? That's for pansies. You're from the Midwest. You got you to gotta drive a Super America. That's the only way. So, yeah. Um, so, this version of the game also featured Coast to Coast mode, which is the game's career mode, where you take missions, complete races with rivals, and take on requests from your passenger girlfriend and execute the request to excite her with hearts, which is heart attack, really. All the modes from uh, SP are here, too, like Alron Race, Heart Attack, and Time Attack while well, adding four more new modes for this version. Test your drift, a one-on-one race with the objective of accumulating points by drifting through bins, so just drift and get the most points. Test your slipstream, mm-hmm. which is the same thing, you collect points by beating rivals with slipstream, which is you have to slip through another vehicle and you get a little boost. Avoid the knockout, an elimination race, the last car placed car at the end of each stage is automatically ejected from the challenge do not lose your girlfriend mode another (laughs) one-on-one duel but here the player must stay ahead of the rival couple until their hearts reach zero which are pretty unique modes that they added and pretty smart if you think about it and i think that's one of the biggest strengths for sumo digital is they come up with these clever mini games that they add to these games using the original system Uh, allowing you to get more out of it. They did a really good job on uh, virtual tennis games too. Um, The game also had OutRun Miles that allow you to unlock cars, tracks, challenges, and background music. While this game is mostly the definitive home version, it is missing the OutRun 86 port, and like I said, the two courses from the original Xbox. Also, Mm -hmm. Clarissa, the girl's characters, her design was censored. Um, if you see in the American version, you know, she's wearing that blue top that's tight in the middle. She's wearing a black shirt mm-hmm. in the American, in the other, in the Japanese one, her, um, her heart area is more exposed. So they censored that, uh, in America, Interesting, which is kind of weird, but whatever. What is your opinion of OutRun 2 coast to coast? You never played it. You said, right? No opinion. Oh, man. I think you're missing out. Uh, I think it's a really good game. I would, like I told you, try to get a uh, maybe not-so-legal version of the PC version and just run it on your Mac uh, with Mm -hmm. a fan mod that we'll talk about in the end of this episode. But it's a pretty fantastic version of the game, I think. And I had a lot of fun with it playing it. And it has outrun miles. They're kind of like the miles you accumulate in All-Stars Racing, so... I think it's cool. But anyway, the next game is another arcade re-release of the game. So this one has a more impressive cabinet. So check this baby out right here. This came out in 2006. It's called Outrun 2 SP SDX. Uh, This was a port of SP but now called SDX and was ported to the Lindbergh uh, arcade cabinet. Ah, So it's just basically SP re-released again on new hardware that they were distributed probably they're obviously replacing the old arcade so they already had uh, house of the dead 4 replacing house of the dead 3 virtual fighter 5 came out and after burner climax were the big games on it um this game was ported by polygon magic a japanese developer am2 didn't really do it any of the development but all they did was literally make a uh, the other game run on the new hardware that's literally all they did Mm. sdx stands for super deluxe and is mostly known for its four car arcade cabinet which you can see here it's it's the extra deluxe version and includes interactive features like a screen showing the player's reaction Uh, outside of the cabinet being the best one the game is basically just the port of sp so if you had to buy one game, one arcade cabinet and you're super rich, this is probably the one you want because look how big it is, how awesome it looks. It has lights. It has
1: each, mm-hmm.
0: each car is a different Ferrari you drive in the game model, the back of it. Um, I mean, I think that's super sick. I, what do you think about this arcade cabinet? Is this more in line with what you thought of an OutRun 2 arcade cabinet?
1: Yeah, it's pretty slick. I've, I've played something similar to this once and and it is a lot of fun with the cameras and everything and yeah it does become like a spectator sort of activity for yeah. sure
0: and this is something that the other versions of the game that didn't really capture like it was pretty unique the arcade the original Outrun Deluxe Cabinet because there wasn't that many interactive games and this is kind of like what do you expect in the, in the mid 2000s to be an, ex- uh, an amusement machine as they used to call them mm-hmm so the next one, for some reason, OutRun 2 SP got uh, re-released on PS2 in 2007. Why not, right? So this is sort of cheating. OutRun 2 SP on the PS2 is, was released in 2007, but it's actually a port of 2006 coast to coast, but for the Japanese market. In this version, it actually goes back, the developers go back and they fix bugs of the original release of coast to coast. Adds force feedback support for steering wheels. Adds extra music. Coast to Coast also, uh, oh yeah, they, okay, so Coast to Coast on the PSP and the PS2 had some stupid Nintendo-style like uh, cable linking <laughs> where you had to unlock things by using the cable and having both versions of the game, some dumb thing like that. So this takes that all off since they only released the PS2 version there. And they also released, and they also uh, uncensored uh, Clarissa to her original big boob self. And nice. all copies are shipped with a music CD. So that's basically what they got in the chip. I actually actually own this because I, I like the game so much. I'm like, I have to have it just to have. I got it for like five bucks a long time ago. So I don't think it's worth owning because the PS2 version is really not the best, in my opinion, version of the game. And it's playable. And Sumo Digital did a great job, but the the game is obviously running on Xbox hardware. It's like recommending the PS2 version of Sonic Heroes, kind of, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: So so while it's cool Sega went in and fixed aspects of the game for the Japanese release, do you think it's kind of a waste not doing this update for the Xbox and PC versions as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. It always is frustrating when, like, a multi-platform game sees you know like new versions and either it's region locked or or in this case region locked and hardware locked and ps2 is not the definitive version so i can see why that's uh not ideal for sure
0: and so the next the last arcade this is the last version of Outrun released Outrun online arcade in 2009 this is the first version and only version really for hd consoles releasing on both ps3 and 360 but was actually considered a stripped down version of outrun 2 sp uh, and another big issue with this game is that the psn version was only released in europe i don't know why uh, while the xbox live version was released worldwide uh, the game was also digital only in, uh, what, 2009, when not everyone transitioned to digital yet. So it was kind of a, you know, I wonder how many people bought. You think they cut their audience in half by just doing the digital?
1: <laughs> it seems like they did, yeah. yeah.
0: So while the game comes with 15 of the SP courses, the game is actually missing the original 15 courses. So So you see where it's stripped down? And the game focused more on its uh, online racing mode than it did on coast-to-coast stuff like, you know, the extras. Do you think Sega Mm -hmm. made a big mistake focusing on online racing portion of this title instead of making the definitive OutRun 2 coast-to-coast HD?
1: I don't, I mean, on one hand, it would have been nice to have a definitive version, but it's in the title Outrun online arcade, and we saw that with other titles at the time. If I'm remembering, there was Sega Rally Mm. that had a uh, digital only online focused version, and then there was also, though, a home console one, uh, Sega Rally Revolution, right? Or Revo. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's it would have been nice. I think they should have gone out, gone all out, and just made it like a disc release. it seems, though, at the time there were a lot of digital exclusive Sega titles that are still digital exclusive. Sonic 4, uh, uh, Afterburner Climax, this one, Sega Rally, like, there's a, a good amount of them. And even um, arcade ports, like Sonic the Fighters, uh, Virtual Fighter 3 or 2, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, what you gonna do? I own them all, thankfully. Even the delisted stuff. So, But I'm yeah. sure you have something to say about that.
0: The delisted stuff, yes. So in... Let me see what this article was made. 2010, October 12, 2010. Sega basically came out and said that the games were going to be delisted in in 2011. According to them, it was because they basically couldn't reach an agreement with Ferrari. I think Sega... I think this game sold so bad for them... That they were like, all right, we milked OutRun 2 as much as we could. It's time for us to stop paying for the Ferrari license and move on. I think they uh, are racing games in the mid... I mean, the 2010s weren't as popular as they were. This is like 2008, what was it? Definitely. Uh, They were more like third-person shooter games, like Uncharted, more cinematic. People weren't more into arcade games, sadly. So I could see this move, but it sucks that they can't sell the old games and uh even other games like the original out like the outrun on sega ages no ferrari license so the game the cars are modified but uh what is your opinion of sega letting the ferrari license expire
1: it's a shame um i mean we've seen them go back and re-up licenses so that they can bring stuff back like uh Crazy Taxi with the original music. And I think even after Burner Climax came back on the phone. Yeah. um, With the... So, you know, there are instances where they've gone back. But it seems like OutRun, they're just not interested. We have um, the Mega Drive Mini 2 coming out. And it's going to have the altered version of the game on there. Which, I'll be 100% honest, I never notice like, to me, a, a red car is a red car. Yeah. Uh, I know that's sacrilege, but, like, especially when it's all pixelated like that, I just... I don't notice. I'm like, oh, cool, OutRun. I love OutRun. So... I,
0: I have to agree, especially on the old one. It's like, it's just a pixel car. Like, this one... I mean, okay, so if OutRun 2 would be... Let's say they re-release Coast to Coast. They get a developer to, like, mo- make it more modern. They they fix a bunch of stuff. They make it look nice. But they modify every car to not be a Ferrari car. Would that be okay?
1: No, I don't think so. I think once you get into 3D graphics here, like, I can't imagine modifying all 10 cars or whatever. You know, they just.
0: Probably just have one red car. Not
1: feasible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of people would complain. I think it's kind of like the Wimmer when they tried to do those Dreamcast games and they didn't have the soundtrack for Crazy Taxi. People got super upset and uh, basically boycotted it until that's radio finally did it right so yeah i don't know we'll see but um, i don't know i really want to play the game again and like i mean having like an actual new way of playing it with new people would be sick but just get the ferrari license and i heard that ferrari is also kind of garbage when it comes to this kind of stuff like they have so many rules and how you portray the brand which Probably right. I'm if, sure
1: you can't show the cars getting damaged at all.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the music. I didn't write too much about the music because we talked a lot about the different versions of OutRun. Uh, but I will say that the game has a slapping soundtrack composed by Fumio <laughs> Aito, who uh, is best known as the lead composer for Virtual Fighter. Hero, the original composer for the first game, and I can't even say this guy's name, but... Kisuke Tsuhara, who composed. Kisuke you know,
1: so who... <laughs>
0: yeah, close enough, and who composed Shadow Dancer and Alien Storm soundtracks? Which I mean, they're they're good soundtracks. Oh. But what I really want to focus on is this really nice. Outrun music collection. It was the Outrun Outrun 20th anniversary box set that came out in 2007 in Japan. This baby has 11 CDs with music from Outrun, Beautiful. Turbo Outrun, Outrunners, Outrun 2, Outrun 2 SP, Outrun 3D, and Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast. So basically the whole soundtrack, except for the new... Uh, sega ages tracks they made for that obviously they're not on this because it came out in 2007 but it's basically the full it has remixes too of a, of a, of a bunch of the tracks it's you could get this obviously digital somewhere i don't know if it's on spotify but i will say the this costs um it costs a couple hundred dollars if you want to buy it used it's up to you if you think that's worth it, if you can afford it. But it is really cool packaging. I really love the packaging. I love that every CD is like a course from the original game. Uh, so, yeah, this is cool. This is definitely an Outrun, OutRun collector item for sure. If you're a big OutRun fan, you probably already own three of these. So I'm hmm. not going to say no more, no more. Um, let's talk about OutRun 3. Next year will mark the 20th anniversary of OutRun 2 meaning we have now waited longer from OutRun 2 to a new OutRun 3 than from OutRun 1 to 2. Sega, on the other hand, have sort of moved on from OutRun 2 in general. After the online arcade, they, I felt like they forgot that there, it was a franchise for a bit, or at least two was a mm-hmm. franchise, not one. Uh, they still, re- like we talked about, they re-released uh, the original so- still, but no more Coast to Coast. Back in 2006, though... Uh, the CEO of Sega of Amusement, who was hot off the heels of announcing Daytona 3 Championship USA, which was uh, later tampered to Daytona Championship USA, I wonder what happened there, mm-hmm. said he was – he said, Elrond 3 is not on, on plan at the moment. It is something that is on our radar, but we cannot discuss more than that. It's obviously been like six years, so like I don't think it's on the radar at all. Um, what do you think happened with Daytona 3? It was supposed to be called Daytona 3 Championship USA, right? It got a bunch of hype right? and then it was like, actually no, it's called Daytona Championship USA and it's basically uh, Daytona 1 kind of re-release
1: Yeah, you know I, I don't know what to tell you um, I I followed that and newsed it a lot. I feel like we might have even broke it I remember we were one of the first sites to cover it and I have to imagine that either Sega came to them because this is Sega Amusements, who is a—I don't even know. I think they're a—they're a, a separate company almost that are utilizing the Sega branding. Now, yeah. Um, now, yeah. And I—I I have to imagine Sega took a look at the game. and They're like, "This is great, but this is no third game. Like it's so different, you know, or it's not so—it's not so different. Like if you." went all out then yeah sure three but otherwise yeah it just it kind of reads as like hd remastered and it's still a cool game i've played it i like it but is that
0: one um is uh, i like no three who developed it the new one
1: i can't say i i feel like maybe japan had a hand but there have been times when like china Sega has, like, a Chinese division. They've done oh. Golden Gun, which is, yeah. like, that House of the Dead quasi-spinoff. So,
0: so yeah, right here But I on Sega Retro, yeah. it says uh, Sega Amusements International and Sega of China. So you're basically spot on Yeah, that. yeah. Yep. And would you trust them to make an Outrun 3 without Sega AM2 no. and some of these people that worked on 2?
1: I don't think so. I think you'd have to get Sumo involved. That would be the best bet. Yeah,
0: sumo for sure has to be involved at least for the console versions. Um, So I want to end it on the best way to play this game. So uh, (laughs) there's this uh, fan mod release called Outrun Two FXT, which uh, basically stands for Fixed Edition, and uh, this was released for the PC version of 2006 uh, Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast, and you could get you could get it if you Google Dragon King run 2 fxt and i think his site's called dragonking.arcadecontrols.com and he has the obviously the mod there and uh, i'm not going to read everything that it, it does but i will say some of the best stuff it obviously supports multiple monitors it overwrites the wheels dead zones which was fixed on the ps2 version of the game it also um it de-censors Clarissa, so if you want to see her in her more natural state, uh, this is probably a good thing for you. Uh, it adds an arcade mode that resembles more of SP. It has the bonus songs from the PS2 release. They finally fixed the horn, so it actually honks. You could also wow, play wow. as you could also play as uh, bonus drivers such as Flagman and some unfinished drivers they didn't get to put in the game, and uh, yeah. Hmm so definitely worth checking out um in 2018 they updated it with the 2.5 beta so that's the last one that came out and i don't think it's going to be updated again but yeah that's a good way to close the episode uh if you haven't checked the fxt patch out definitely check it out and uh i don't know if the guy has a patreon or uh paypal but you could also check that out too and what are your closing statements now that you know too much about Outrun Two? <laughs>
1: um, man, I really do need to try out 2006. I've actually been looking at uh, eBay auctions for Uh-oh. it. So how much? Yeah, you, I'll, how I'll much eventually you, get it. How much is it going to hurt? Um. Well. I, I know you don't like the PS2 version as much, but that's the version I'd have to get if I'm going to buy it. I'm not buying the Xbox one; it's way too much money.
0: Well, It's basically um, giving away three hundred and something dollars. I'm looking at it right here, and no, I hope not. Is that real?
1: Not worth it. Whoa!
0: Yeah. This actually. Well, that's the original. Never mind. Yeah, one fifty. Yeah. yeah, it's it's worth every penny though. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no, you should buy two. No, of
1: them. but <laughs> I don't know. But I'll keep an eye on it. I'll I'll own it eventually for sure um but yeah i i feel like i know too much too much now um how about you this 100 episodes do you have any final thoughts before we shift into patreon memories
0: i think everyone should just pirate the pc version and get the fix on it (laughs) i know it sounds bad but sega doesn't have a digital version if they had like a 20 dollars steam version i would say go on steam buy the games support sega but there's literally no way to show Sega that you want this game outside of paying scalpers on the Xbox version like 250 bucks because Sega refuses to reprint it or re-release it so I would say save yourself the money pirate it that's right break the law I don't care and then get the fixed version patch and just enjoy the game because it's a great game and it's worth playing that's my closing points
1: absolutely All alright Well, the real closing thoughts are going to be coming from our Patreon supporters. If you support us at any level, you can have your memories read no matter how long. Thankfully, no one wrote an essay here, but we do have some great thoughts. First off, we have Daniel Andres who says, Holy crap, which is his catchphrase. He says, Holy crap the cat is finally out of the bag first of all i want to give you guys a huge congratulations on 100 episodes and after knowing that this was going to be your 100th i find it very fitting outrun 2 is such a fun fast-paced fantastic game i remember getting this game complete inbox from a local used game store by me a few years back i absolutely love outrun 2 even more so than i do the first one this one is jam-packed and with an awesome upgraded feel to it and i can never get enough of it great arcade racing run, Uh, I think he meant to say fun, uh, for anyone who plays it. Next up, we have Hams, who says, and I want to read this like it's a Sega arcade game. Congratulations for making 100 episodes. You're doing great work. As for OutRun 2, it's a a a fantabulous, fabulous game. That's all I have to say about it. Ben Hayward says, I was so sure that episode 100 was going to be Snail Maze. Well, who knows? Snail Maze will happen. I do, too. Um, Nicholas Schaefer says, So this is a game that didn't grab me at first. In fact, I was quite upset that it replaced Daytona at my local pizza place. But being a small selection of arcade units, I got plenty of time and quarters with it and finally grew to appreciate how unique it was compared to other racing games and grew to be a favorite arcade racer for me. On another note, congratulations on 100 episodes, and it's a testament to Sega that you aren't even close to covering the <laughs> Sega catalog. That's true. Yeah, right? Well, thankfully, we never set out to cover every game, but, you know, we're hitting we're hitting all the greats. So, man, you know what... Next episode, and I'm gonna do something here that I don't usually do. Uh oh! And I hope the pickers don't mind. I'm gonna swap them, and I'm gonna swap them because it's too much racing.
0: <laughs> you wanna like? Uh, I just get a break.
1: I'm gonna swap. Them. We need a. We need to just separate the racing a little bit. So next episode is gonna be Sega and Nintendo. Uh, we. Haven't really finalized how we're gonna do it, but the, what I think I'm gonna do is that we're going to run through ten key moments in Sega and Nintendo history, um, and maybe maybe break it up where it's like five like versus moments and five like partnership moments where they kind of helped each other. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then after that, not soon after, you know, I should say soon after we're going to be covering Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, which will also be an episode I'll be hosting. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to kick off August, whereas the Nintendo one's actually coming to Patreon supporters next week. Next week. So, yeah. So, without further ado, George, say goodbye to the people.
0: (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye.
1: Bye.